Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bizwiz Shorts Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Sharaf, and for this week's episode, I will be talking about microeconomics. I hope you enjoy it, and let's get started. Okay, so for the next two episodes, I will be talking about microeconomics and macroeconomics. This week's episode, of course, will be about microeconomics. Okay, so what exactly is this concept? Well, the term microeconomics essentially means how both individuals and businesses make certain decisions about where to allocate resources and how these individuals and businesses interact with one another. What the study or idea does is that it takes these resources that are scarce to society and puts them in places where they will have the greatest impact and profit. This idea also deals with the prices and production in single markets as well as how other markets will interact with one another. A lot of the microeconomists create different types of models that simulate human behavior and favorite consumption. So really, this idea is more about the analysis about what is likely to happen when consumers make choices that have been in response to, to changes like incentives, prices, or resources. Individuals are often put in microeconomic subgroups. These subgroups contain the buyers, sellers, and owners. These subgroups also factor into the supply and demand of that product or resource. They do this by usually using money and the interest rates as a pricing tool. So the term microeconomics focuses more on the individual rather than the entire economy or market. So what exactly is the importance? Well, a lot of microeconomists use this information to help create economic policies that will prove to be productive and will contribute to the general welfare of society. A lot of microeconomics is needed to determine where the markets are headed and what people are most likely to do within that time. By doing this, an easy comprehension of that economic system is built. This idea shows why different goods have different worth and prices and how these individuals and businesses benefit from efficient product exchange. Overall, the term of microeconomics has many concepts, and in this episode, I will be covering three of those concepts. To begin, the first main concept of microeconomics is known as elasticity of demand. This refers to how much of a change there is in the demand over a resource after a certain change happens in the economic factor, like price or income. This term is commonly known as price elasticity of demand because it is usually the price that is the economic factor that results in that change of demand. An elastic good in general is where a factor like price changes, and so the demand also will change as well. So the more factors there are, the more the demand will change. For instance, a change in the price of a video game can lead to a change in the overall demand for that game. So if the price decreases, then there is the expectation that the demand will increase. On the other hand, if the price increases, then it is expected that that demand will decrease. Moving on, the next type of elasticity of demand is known as income elasticity of demand. This means that the income levels of a certain or given population will influence the demand over a particular product. Essentially, if the income for a population is higher than average, then products at that level of demand will benefit there because the price matches the population. Lastly, there is substitute elasticity of demand. This term means that if some type of good or service is or can be substituted, 
then the demand for that good or service will become elastic. So this means that the presence of some type of alternative good can make the original good more sensitive to price changes. So elasticity of demand functions through these three main subtopics. Alright, so moving on, the second main concept of microeconomics is called the marginal utility. So the term marginal utility is an added use of satisfaction that consumers have from gaining more goods and services. This concept helps economists determine how much of a product a, a consumer will pay for. So it is really how satisfied a customer is that will lead them to make certain decisions. A customer has to be happy with the product in order for them to determine if it is worth purchasing or not. So for marginal utility, it helps in showing how consumers will make the best choices using a limited budget. To be more general, people will keep on getting the goods as long as the marginal utility weighs more than the marginal cost or the price of that good. So people continue to buy this until this happens so that it works out for them and keeps their limited budget in check. Similar to the first concept, there are also different types of marginal utility. The first type is positive utility, and this simply means how having more of that item will, will make the customer happy. The best example is that, say you had a great tasting cake and there's still some more left. By having more of that cake, you feel happier and you have more joy. Another type of marginal utility is known as negative utility. This is, of course, the opposite of, of positive utility. And it means that when a consumer has too much of something, then it begins to have a negative effect. For instance, eating too much candy leads to a stomach ache, which is a, a really bad thing. Okay, so the final main concept of microeconomics is known as elasticity of supply. So often when people hear about supply, they associate it with demand, because the common phrase is supply and demand. So for there to be elasticity of demand, there first has to be elasticity of supply. So what elasticity of supply is, is that it refers to, to the responsiveness of a supply of a good after there has been a change in the overall market price. In terms of this economic theory, there will be more supply of a good if the overall price of the good increases. This is because not many consumers are buying this product due to the price being higher. On the other hand, if the supply of a good decreases, then the price for that good will also decrease as well. So elasticity of supply has two main types of subconcepts as well. The first one is known as relative elastic supply. This is where the price elastic supply is greater than 1, and so it is known as elastic. So this means that the quantity being supplied goes through a larger change in the price change. Another type of elastic supply is known as a perfectly elastic supply. In this case, the supply is finite, and so the supply quantity given will become unlimited at any given price, but the quantity supplied cannot be given at another price. Okay, so let's review what we talked about. So the term microeconomics focuses more on where to allocate or distribute the resources in order to maximize both efficiency and profit. So the term microeconomics focuses on the three main concepts, as we mentioned before, which are elasticity of demand, the marginal utility, and also the elasticity of supply. This is essentially what microeconomics covers and what, and what these microeconomists have to analyze in order to best help keep the market on the most popular trends. Now, I know this can be confusing, but the best way to understand microeconomics is that it really starts from the consumer, and all of these concepts are derived from the choices that the consumers make. It is really interesting to see how many factors and variables are created by the choices that we as consumers make in our day-to-day -day lives. 
So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I really hope I gave you guys a macro look into microeconomics. Thank you.